Hello, hello. Welcome to our podcast. We've got Shreya. Hello. Janani. Hi, hi. Divya. Hello. Sahana. Hi. And me, Amrita. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to episode 11 of The Pen Pod. We just wanted to thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast every single week. It really means a lot to us that you're so interested in hearing what we have to say. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode about how we practiced self-care last week. Yes, and after that very important conversation, we thought it could be fun to talk about something a little more lighthearted. Our topic for this week is our favorite rom-coms. Yeah, why don't we go around and say what our favorite rom-coms are? Okay, everybody knows what my answer is. I feel like this is also everybody's answer. Set it up. Set it up. Who's in this movie? It's um, Zoe Deutsch and Glenn Powell. Yes, Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. movie is the definition of the most beautiful rom-com ever. Like, Mm -hmm. I... We watched it together for the first. I think Shreya had watched it and then showed it to us at one of my birthday parties a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Out of this world, perfect Mm -hmm. enemies to lovers arc. Chef's kiss. Yeah. It it just works together so well. It does. Also, they just have great chemistry. Mm -hmm. They have. It's. Yeah. This is like my number one recommendation for a rom com. It's also a modern feel of a classic rom-com like there was like a period of like between like 95 and 2005 that there were a bunch of like classic rom-coms that came out Mm -hmm. and this one came out and it has the same feel but it's slightly more modern and it just it checks all the boxes yeah yeah like mini summary of what happens (laughs) because i need to promote this uh hashtag not an ad but basically, these I don't even remember the characters' names. Actually, I feel so bad. What are their names? I just looked. It's Harper and Charlie, I think. I remember Charlie. I didn't remember yeah. Harper. Yeah. It is I have, Harper and I, I had. I was looking up. I had to refresh the summary right before. <laughs> yeah, so Harper and Charlie are both assistants to like these really famous people. And they're completely overworked. So they're like, do you know how we can get time off? if our bosses get together because then once they're together they'll leave the assistants alone so they're like basically setting up their bosses but then they fall in love along the way and it's so cute beautiful i still i still remember that scene um they're like stuffing their faces with pizza and they both they both hold Mm -hmm. each other to a higher standard like it all it promotes all the right things Mm -hmm. it's just beautiful okay i'll go next i don't know if it's like the best rom-com movie out there but i got into this because of the books which i highly recommend um but the to all the boys series the to all the boys i've loved before it's so cute okay to be honest i know the sequel was not a huge hit with some people i just felt like the movie was kind of short but the book has so much more content in it that really Mm -hmm. that really makes their relationship work like you see why they grow the way they do yeah i read all three books after i watched the second movie and there's so much more in the books like obviously you know they're not going to include everything 
but like it just makes the movies feel so empty but at the same time i yeah. love lana condor and i guess noah sent pete but <laughs> and I think Jordan Fisher, the two of them have great chemistry. Okay, also Jordan Fisher, just amazing. Yeah, I watched, just a perfect I watched human the being. sequel for Jordan Fisher. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I also I think that there are some aspects of the movies that are better than mm-hmm. what is in the books. Like the relationship between the sisters, I think is so much better in the movies. It's mm-hmm. it, I don't know. It's just more mature and. I think it's more realistic, but in the book, I think it's, I mean, granted, it is like a high schooler talking to a middle or elementary schooler and then like like a new college student. So they're still children in a way, but I, I don't just, know. I think it's taken off the pages in a really good way. Like you can actually yeah. see how much they care about each other and how much they're there yeah. for each other. And because yeah. I think we all have sisters, that's something that we can all relate to, which mm-hmm. makes it even more special. Yeah. yeah. I do wish her older sister had more of a role in the mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. She kind of just disappeared. Wasn't she kind of she annoying in the Scotland. books? She was very annoying in the book. I really did not appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> As an older sister, I was like, this is not okay, how that's true. Are. She was very judgmental from overseas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she was very But the, but the actors were very friendly. Like the three of them got so close. So it would have been nice to see more of that I, on Their, their family true. dynamic was actually just way better in the movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think they all had problems but overcame them whereas in the book it didn't it was very it sounded just petty <laughs> so i yeah it, yeah I, like that was what kind of uh turned me away from the books and made me prefer the movies just in that sense but mm-hmm. again the plot of the books there's definitely more in the mm-hmm. plot line mm-hmm. oh yeah i think the similar to that and this is kind of just restating what divya said like i rooted for john ambrose when i watched the movie but then when i read the book i'm like it makes so much more sense why she would choose peter because Mm -hmm. i was watching a movie and i was like lara what are you doing jordan fisher is right there but then (laughs) (laughs) i read the book and i'm like okay i guess i guess this is valid but it's all about the timing you know Mm -hmm. no i didn't like how quickly she went from john ambrose to uh Peter. I mean, I think it was like the movie. Like it was like minutes. one scene. Yeah. She, like, it was, she was behind. Um, she kissed John Ambrose behind the building, and then she's like, "No, this is not right." And like two <laughs> minutes later, to... she was in front of the she's building. She's walking out of the front Peter. door, and he's standing there. I oh was my just like, God. "Hello." Because it's not but... like that in the books. Yeah, so... there's there's so much more. You know? Yeah, like they didn't even have the game, the assassins game, which is like one of the main plot points in the book. I, like, oh, I really liked that aspect of the book. Yeah, I still but like. Speaking the of the movies, the third one comes out on the day we released this episode of the podcast. <laughs> Was so... not planned on our on our part. We literally found this out the day before we were recording this. Yeah. So now right. we all know what we're going to be doing when this yes. podcast gets released. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Netflix partying the third movie. Yes. Uh, I can go next. There are actually two that I thought of when I thought of favorite rom-coms. I I haven't seen either in a really long time, but I remember feeling a type of way, like a positive type of way about both. (laughs) So one of them is When We First Met. It has Alexandria Daddario and Adam Devine in it. Yeah, and it's... I don't know if I thought that it was spectacular. It was a, it's a very good movie, 
But I think what I like about it is that there's this concept of like soulmates are supposed to be with soulmates in it. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's about these two best friends and how this guy got put into the friend zone. And so he somehow finds a way to travel back to the day he met this girl. And he thinks that he can change the way they met and influence the fact that she's now like engaged like to another guy. Like she never had feelings for him. Yeah. Like he's always liked her. Yeah. And then he tries to like change the way they met to make her feel the same way so that three years later later they would actually be engaged instead of her being engaged to someone else but then he he figures out like through these three or four times they time travels that the reason he could never change it is because they were supposed to be best friends because without being best friends with her he wouldn't have met the girl that he was actually supposed to end up with mm-hmm. who is her best friend so oh, like this is so when we first met it How should be a Netflix. Netflix. I saw it. It is. It's a Netflix original, like Netflix original yeah. movie. Oh, it's really, really cute. I I mm-hmm. loved it. Oh. Um, and then the other one that I really liked is called The Best of Me, <gasps> and it I has too. Um, it has James Marsden and Michelle Monaghan. Um, and then they're the act. The movie actually has a younger version of them played by Luke Bracy and Liana Liberato. The movie is basically about these two like young teenagers like finding each other and falling in love and the guy lives in a not so good situation so he ends up moving to his neighbor's house or something and it's a flashback between this older couple who finds each other again and their younger versions i don't know how to explain it but basically they come back to each other and he he as a younger person ends up going to jail for something that he wasn't supposed to or wasn't in his control and so he pushes her away because he doesn't want her to wait for him while he's in jail but when they meet again in the future he realizes that he should have never pushed her away and she's mad at him because she wanted to be there for him because they were meant to be together it is really it's done really really well you get attached to the couple in both their younger versions and their older versions it's really sweet i haven't watched either of those movies yeah me neither i've seen um put them on i've seen the first one you were saying Mm -hmm, i loved i love adam um divine divine yeah he's such a funny actor he is he's such a good comedian it's a really different like role for him because i'm used to seeing Mm -hmm. him in comedy roles but right right this is a really it's a really main actor yeah Mm -hmm. was he in isn't it romantic yes with rebel wilson that's the one right yeah yeah yeah. oh the one with um liam hemsworth and priyanka Priyanka chopra Chopra. yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) he's in pitch perfect too i think yeah he was Uh Yeah, oh yeah he's like the funny guy yeah he's the funny guy yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> which is why I'm so used to seeing him in comedy roles also this is probably the only role I've seen Alexandra play other than Percy Jackson <laughs> do you guys remember yeah. Percy Jackson we're not we're not getting it we're not even gonna acknowledge those no, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about something I've realized lately the Percy Jackson movies like I like all mm-hmm. of the actors. nothing on yeah, them yeah no no it's just as a standalone if there was nothing to compare it to, I think yeah. it'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. Did they it's ever just... make the third movie? Because the no. Second... I think there's a reason no. they it didn't. They literally make the just left at the hangar, like Thalia comes back, and it's just like there's no third movie. <laughs> because be they funny. didn't get no, anybody. No, book to, book to movie adaptations have to be done so. This is so off topic, but they have to be done yeah. so carefully no, because right. the, the, the majority of the audience that you're attracting are the people who have read it's the books. It's gonna be the people who read so the books. So if you're not doing justice to the story then why are you doing it like i was thinking yeah, about this yeah, and yeah. the divergence series and i was like i love <laughs> oh the books and then they ruin the movies 
I think that's so important too for not rom-coms, but romance movies. Cause I'm sure you mentioned the, the best of me, right? And that's, yeah. isn't that Nicholas Sparks? Yes, it is. So then like, if there's so many of his movies or oh, books yeah. that are now movies. And I think- The Notebook. Yeah, so right? So like, if you I don't didn't. have the, the correct screenplay, mm-hmm. it can ruin, it's because so many people love the book. And then just like you guys said, like if you're a reader that read the book first and you're going to go watch this movie and you're like, oh my yeah. God, I can't wait. And then it's just nothing that like the book, then it's going to flop. Or at least for the yeah. reader, the yeah. genuine mm. fan. Yeah. Wait, I didn't sure know yeah. notebook. the notebook was from a <laughs> book. Do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have not watched the notebook either. I have so many like classic rom-coms that I have not watched. But I got mm. into a really, I think it was the summer between senior year and freshman year of college uh-huh. that I sat down and I watched every single rom-com I could see. Like I literally looked up rom-coms on Google and then I went through the list because <laughs> I was in a like Aww. rom-com mood. Because love, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because love. I think my favorite rom-com... Well, I don't have one favorite. That's the problem. Because there's... I think there's too choose. many good ones. Yeah. But I really liked Crazy Rich Asians for yes. the, the yes. plot. But then also everything behind the scenes. Like, yes. past was also <gasps> the amazing. The, like, the whole... The concept. And also, mm. it just felt very wattpad <laughs> but it was like not cringy when you watched it so yeah. it made me, it, my inner fangirl felt accepted <laughs> in society the wedding scene yeah. <gasps> oh, was so the bad. most beautiful that was so Kina Grannis. oh my I god just... her voice is stunning i'm reading the book and so far i like started it recently and so far it's like literally exactly the movie but which makes me happy because that means the movie did it justice Mm -hmm. yeah oh so yeah speaking of good book to movie adaptations i definitely (laughs) so far believe this is one of them yeah and also it's just just a pretty movie it is yeah Yeah. Yeah. there's a representation in it Yes, yeah. representation. And representation. Yeah. yeah. I, I think there was that. I think what I really liked about it was that it focused on it, it or it didn't focus too much on the main couple. There were so mm-hmm. many other mm-hmm. um side stories that were happening that mm-hmm. all were somewhat connected to the bigger problem at hand, yeah. Yeah. which was Also yeah. Aquafina. Mm-hmm. So that's literally yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> and Ken, movie with Ken Jong, so... oh my god, my favorite oh, man yes. ever. He's so funny in every single movie that he is in. I think that's what that's what also made it special because you know when you think of rom coms, obviously there's always like a little bit of comedy in it, mm-hmm. but this one had so much comedic relief while everything else was yeah. happening because the the mm-hmm. way that they went about like focusing on the like more main topic was so kind of upsetting like if that was the only thing in the movie it would have been very upsetting but they had enough comedic relief that you were like okay there's something i can yeah. focus on in between yeah. mm-hmm. it is still a also- rom and a con yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i think it's also the the problem that they were having in the or the main problem that was happening in the movie was also realistic just because of, I don't know, maybe it's because it was an Asian family and it mm-hmm. seemed a little bit more realistic yeah. being mm-hmm. Asian ourselves, mm-hmm. that your parents have so much of a say. There's a it's culture normal. of them having, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like normalized that parents have a big part, take a big part in who you're going to marry and who you'll date. So to see that problem. Yeah, it's because the the families, it's like in Asian culture, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I 
think there's a common theme of in marriages it's like the families are getting married yeah. too so that's why the yeah. parents think that they're really involved in it whereas like in more western culture it's between the two people and then everything else comes after yeah yeah and i think they did a really good job of tailoring to the to people that wouldn't understand as much mm-hmm. and making sure they understood at least most of <laughs> what that situation was going to be yeah, like yeah for sure yeah. so that they didn't really look down on it but they were also you know like they played it up really well yes mm-hmm. so one of my favorite rom-coms is mama mia mm-hmm. um yeah. i like this such a classic because, yeah such a classic i i love the musical aspect in this mm-hmm. rom-com like i love when there's songs and movies mm-hmm. yeah so and people are like getting up and dancing and stuff it's definitely my did kind you of mean movie. bollywood <laughs> yes <laughs> basically literally like i've watched so many bollywood movies so this kind of like translates to the english version of bollywood so that's yeah, true basically actually. you know mm-hmm. and uh, basically i i also really like the um all of the characters too and there was kind of like a suspense like you didn't actually know who the father was going to be in the end until it was revealed did they uh, reveal the father okay. did they, they don't they choose yes, not they to don't. Uh, oh, spoilers, just kidding! But... <laughs> <laughs> I really watched I this movie around this time last year, mm-hmm. so I was a little late to the game, but I still enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah. I like, I love Mamma Mia. I love Mamma Mia too. I have not watched yeah, that one. I, I haven't watched that it's one. It's so oh, good it. because in the first one, you get a, get a taste of Donna's relationship with the three guys, but then you also get a feel for Sophie's relationship with Sky, and then. Mm-hmm. In Mamma Mia 2, they flash back to how Donna met the three guys. So you get Lily like James, a full, right? So yeah, Lily, Lily James. James. It's like a full circle. Yeah, and she I sings really want to watch it so well. It's just done really well, and they have it has such a I think jovial is the right word vibe to mm-hmm. it, yeah. and it makes it yeah. much better because you get a full picture of what the what Donna's relationship with Sophie was, and you. It's just, mm-hmm. it's all good. So much romance, so much comedy, <laughs> oh, all the rom, all the comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel oh like God. this is like one of the rom-coms where it like gives you hope like there's yeah. someone out there for you you know like this yeah. can happen to you yeah. <laughs> I mean obviously oh. there is but, but you can true. be like Donna and there's three people for you <laughs> yeah. oh. I mean, that's the dream yeah. <laughs> I know Mama Mia has great music but what I'm realizing from hearing some of your recommendations is that I have not seen enough English rom-coms, but I have seen a lot more of Bollywood rom-coms. Yeah, and those, yeah. usually the ones yeah. with really good music, that just mm-hmm. elevates the level of the mm-hmm. movie, you know? Mm-hmm. One of my favorites is Ye Jawani Hey Diwani. Oh, yes! With that is such a cute Kapoor. It's at the top of the list, for sure. It's yes. such a good movie. I think I'm on the other side of that. I, I haven't seen as many Bollywood rom-coms, but I want to. So yeah. give I me all the lists. a lot of singing and dancing. I, <laughs> That's Yeah. No, there's so many good ones. Um, Have you guys seen Rabne Banadi Jodi? That's a really yes. good yes, one. Yes, yes, yes. The one with Shah Rukh Khan. Oh. Yeah. I That's like a really that cute one. one. I also liked uh, Zindagi Na Mela Dobar. <gasps> oh, yes! That's such a good I was actually re-watching it like the other day because I just loved like Rithik Roshan's acting and all of their acting yeah. was so Wait. great. Yeah. yeah, I feel I, like that would be my number one uh, Bollywood mm. rom-com. Yeah. I also mm-hmm. love Kuch Kuch Hota Hai. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I forgot yeah. about Kuch Hota Hai. That's a whole yeah. three hours of fun. Oh, it's geez. so... So good. There's so good. The, there's oh. um Dil to Pagal hai. Dil to Pagal. Yeah. Dostana. Yeah. I can't watch that one. Dostana. <gasps> Those. Dostana there's actually so many. Actually, now that I'm there's actually about so it. many. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Shah Rukh Khan Kajol movies are such yes. classics. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Ben- we can't forget Kabhi Kushi Kabhi Kushi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Is there any Tamil rom-coms that you guys are have seen that are I think have you- Kamal Hassan has a bunch of good yeah. rom-coms. Have you seen the movie Remo? It's the one with um Shiva Kartikeyan. Yeah. It's basically like it's such a funny Tamil rom-com com. Um he dresses up as a nurse to impress the girl. We just started listing like a bunch of Indian movies. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's just the episode. I know, now. yeah. I, I think I think it. The, the reason we did that is just because it has everything. Like we said, mm-hmm. like any trope that you could bring up in a rom com <gasps> is in a Bollywood movie or any like. Oh yeah. In the Indian film industry, it's mm-hmm. just always there. So mm-hmm. thinking of tropes, what is everyone's favorite trope? for rom-coms because this is important this is this is the real the real discussion my number one like if someone is like what is your favorite trope my mind immediately goes to enemies to lovers right Mm -hmm. because (laughs) i saw this really deep thing about why people like enemies to lovers and it's because you see the worst parts of each other and then you fall in love Uh uh-huh that sounds really wow. cool. Yeah. Another trope that I really like is fake dating. This one you see a lot, but every time you see it, if it's executed well, it hits great because <laughs> it always ends the same way. This is the mm-hmm. thing cliches, but that's why they're cliches because they're so good. No, one of my favorites is friends to lovers because yes. they just start yeah. off genuinely liking each other for who they are and then they slowly mm-hmm. grow to like each other more until it becomes like lovers. You don't just go right into the relationship and that's so cute. Yeah. It's my that's favorite like, yeah. type of relationship. <laughs> yeah, because like I feel like if you're going to be in relationship, you want them to be your best friend. Oh, right? Yeah. That's so true. At least one of your best friends because you guys always my best friends. Oh, oh love that. That's why are we about to cry right now? I like both friends to lovers and enemies to lovers, but I think I like the enemies to lovers more just because Heck of yeah. the, the the tension between the yeah, characters. You know? That's like, what I I'm talking it. about. <laughs> right? Yeah. So like so I just and I feel like um with enemies to lovers like you start off hating each other but then you have to like build that respect for one another mm-hmm. to get into that relationship later right so it's like yeah. something that like slowly turns to love and because you see that transformation enemies to lovers is usually enemies to friends to lovers like mm-hmm. there is that in between it mm-hmm. never really just jumps I mean usually well it, but it are they jump. i feel like they're not explicitly friends but they have begrudging respect yeah, for each yeah. other that's mm-hmm. true they're like that's the literal <laughs> phrase it's begrudging respect uh-huh. you know okay i'm gonna sound like an absolute nerd saying this but i feel like all of these tropes are in some shakespeare play or another <laughs> it's in much ado about nothing I'll, i have raved about this play to you guys before i know that but it's it's just because of the tropes in it. That's literally why. I think I like fake dating and enemies to lovers. Heck yeah. I think they're mm-hmm. both kind of, not force, but they make the characters come to terms with how they feel very clearly. And they, yeah. the way they admit them mm-hmm. is usually done really mm-hmm. romantically, which is really cute. The first movie that came to mind was The Proposal, which is technically fake dating and yeah. enemies to lovers. Mm-hmm. Because That's what I, you combine them for yeah. the best yeah. results. Yeah, it was done so well. I don't this was like a couple of days ago. I think I was watching a bunch of like cute rom-com moments because you know, what else would I be doing? And the very ending like came up in that like compilation of 
moments. And I was like, I forgot how much I love this movie and how well the characters and the story was developed because mm-hmm. they combined those two tropes. What's I another one that's enemies to lovers? Set it up is technically enemies to lovers. Yeah, in a yeah. way. Uh, they like they jump from enemies to friends quickly. so fast yeah. that you don't mm-hmm. really see it. But at the very beginning, like their first interaction is very like, you're my yeah. nemesis. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. She's like, how dare you steal my boss's dinner? Friends to lovers, you see the most often. But I, my favorite example of it is Percy and Annabeth. That's what I was going to say. There's this they're kind of enemies, is, too. They're, they're like, enemies? or she yeah. tried. Annabeth she, tried yeah. real hard. <laughs> she <laughs> couldn't could do it, but she tried. Seaweed brain. Yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> did it remind yeah. me? Ron yeah, and Hermione, I was going to say that, yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, the Friends to Lovers one are, like, the most, like, It's like, a slow burn. Awesome. You know what's another really cute Friends to Lovers? Monica and Chandler. Oh, yeah! Yes. Yeah. I was thinking that, yeah. I always mm-hmm. forget about them. The, yeah, the fact that they were friends, and, like, a long time ago, they would have been, like, uh, me dating Chandler. She <laughs> says it, too, and she's like, I'd never yeah. date you. I'd she never literally says it. That's a really yeah. cute one, too. You know what's a really cute Friends to Lovers one? Um, The Fall what? in Our Stars. The movie oh. and the book. Holy, forgot about that movie. I forgot it too. Yeah. I, I did. About it so many. I just forgot. Yeah. Oh, <gasps> thirteen going on thirty. Oh, that's, oh, that's the cutest, cutest friend. You're the one that showed it to me. Uh, Wait, me? Yeah, Shreya. Oh, I don't. Remember. It was at my party. We always watch rom comes <gasps> at my party. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. That's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I think. Because she doesn't realize that she's in love with him until she is, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone's read The Princess Academy, but that has a really cute... I feel like we can definitely unpack all the tropes that are in Dash and Lily also. Basically, there are these two people, Dash and Lily, who are more or less alone during Christmas. And in order to feel like they actually have someone to talk to and just be around with in life, they start communicating through this book. So you write in the book and then you leave it in a place and then the other person reads it, does whatever you have told them to do in the book and they respond back and leave it in like another place. And it's like a, in real life, it'd be a little creepy and a little like, okay, <laughs> are you are you really gonna do this? But uh, in a show, it's very, very cute just because of how cliche it is. Mm-hmm. And I guess, is that considered a trope? Like the whole writing in books thing? Cause I definitely have seen it. Maybe I've just mm, read about like it. Like yeah. meeting in a bookstore book thing. Book yeah, yeah, that thing. type of thing. Like that's definitely romanticized a lot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But I wouldn't be mad if it happened to me. So I guess I'm going to go to my local bookstore tomorrow. (laughs) But yeah, so it starts off in this bookstore. And then they get the whole, like, the best friend is in on it. He helps out. They both come out of their comfort zones. And that's another, like, making them feel safe, even though you can't. I don't know, the whole, like, I'm talking to you, but I've never actually met you in my life. But I feel like I've known Mm. you better than anybody else that's actually in your life. You know what's a huge trope in Dash and Lily? The like optimistic one versus the like Yeah, that's the most I was just thinking in Starstruck, the it's technically enemies. Oh, the famous yes. person, famous person, yeah. yeah, that's true. The, the celebrity, celebrity. Just, like, oh my god, that's person. like the that's like the 
what trope I think of that's like leaning to the cringy side where it's like I'm not like other girls I don't care about this special <laughs> movie star you can do whatever you want you're famous that doesn't bother me at all yeah. like that it's, yeah. also done, it's also done in such a cliche Disney way that I don't mm-hmm. hate it no yeah no, I don't mind it, it with Starstruck yeah Starstruck is cute Cloud Nine <gasps> Cloud Nine what was the trope in that oh that was enemies to lovers right enemies to lovers another cute one i think is like the secret you guys have had a crush on each other forever but no one neither person (gasps) is willing to admit it has anybody read the mother-daughter book club yes and darcy and jess Jess and darcy they're so cute my favorite couple actually that's a lie i have many favorite couples there's just not one no but persabeth always comes on top yeah (laughs) Look at us loving the same tropes wrapped in different packaging. I just feel like that's exposed us. What would Peta and Katniss be? Would that be? Um, I didn't know you existed, and maybe you're not that popular to survive. Yeah, I think there is a trope for them, though. Like, I don't know the name of it, but it's like the forced into a situation that you have yeah. to be, and then falling yeah. in love through that. Like, because you're forced to rely on each other. Like, like trusting each other. I wonder if it's different from his point of view, to, too. But... Yeah. It is. He he actually like a her, love right? wins out type of thing. Like love always wins yeah. type of thing for no, him. Yeah, that's yeah, because he loved her since the beginning. I think there's a lot of different. I mean, we all like different tropes, but also depends on how characters are written. Like whether it's a book or a movie or a show, because like I I feel like it's very important for characters to be developed before or properly like simultaneously with the trope that's happening because you have to get to know the character and how they think and why that trope works well in order to really appreciate why their love stories work out Uh does that make sense yeah no that makes sense like they can't just be there as a love interest because then that's all Mm -hmm. they are yeah yeah which which is why you're so attached to some tropes in some stories but then other ones like you could never imagine that they would work like that because of the way that the characters were in and how they do love themselves yeah so in conclusion, rom-coms are superior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, guys, we could probably talk about this for hours, but we should wrap it up here. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really hoped you liked this episode. It was so nice for us to gush about our favorite rom-coms, and we highly recommend you to add some of these to your list. And if you have any suggestions for what you'd like to hear us talk about next, or if you have any questions or just want to reach out to us, feel free to contact us via our Instagram, at ThePenPod. You can also reach us through our email which is thepenpod at gmail.com we will try to respond to you in a timely manner as always we hope you have a great weekend week day or whenever you're listening to this we'd love it if you tuned in again next week to hear us talk about cancel culture thank you guys so much for listening we love you bye, bye. bye.